this Survivor? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Survivor Buffs, Blindsides and Bed to Podcast. This is the podcast made by superfans with superfans for superfans. I'm your host, Buckles, and with me I've got my mate, Mac. Mac, how you doing? Buckles, my man. I'm going great. Merge episode is here, and to me, the merge episode is one of my favourite episodes of, of, of any season of Survivor. It's a great time where, you know, your favourite people from each side come together. You don't really know what's going to happen. You're not too, too sure to expect, but it's always an exciting time of the game because there's a lot of numbers to play with and things can happen. And sort of this period of the game is sort of, to me, like the best part of most seasons. No, no I, definitely, I definitely agree. This is always exciting. You sort of never know how it's going to end up, especially in this day and age. With UK Survivor, we had assumptions. We had assumptions when Nana would come together, they'd dominate. Um, but they definitely did not. Lenena's eating themselves. No. And Calaton look like they're going to come out of this war, not that anyone's classing it as a war, but Calaton look like they're going to come out with the numbers. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like, we spoke about it um, last week in our predictions about usually there's like a settler vote where it's like an easy easy, some, easy name that everyone can sort of get behind. The majority sort of decides, yep, yeah, one, one of the minority, so in this case... One of the Calaton members would just go home, and someone like someone like a Lawrence, who's sort of on the outs of the main Calaton, um, someone not on Lenena, you think, oh yeah, that that'd be the person to go home. But I, I'm not sure what happened. But Lenena have sort of given up any advantage they have within two episodes, and it's like to me now the Calaton are just going to run run away with this. Yeah, it it definitely looks that way. Like even the Chris and Ashley vote in the second episode of this week. Even though, yes, we had eight people, we had a well a huge majority, we wouldn't really even call this a settler vote because this was a move. This was a smart, strategic move on everyone's behalf. And we'll, we'll get into whether this was the right move for the old Lenenas. Um, but it didn't feel like a settler. We didn't feel like we had a settler vote. It feels like it's been go, go, go since we've hit merge, which is good. It's good. It, it gives us intrigue. It gives us hope for... Survivor UK and sort of the longevity of the show because we were intrigued. We weren't completely sure what was going to happen. Um, so it's good. I'm, I'm liking it. I, I enjoyed this week. Yeah, no, it's certainly an enjoyable uh, two episodes. And and I think, like you said, like if this was just a straight up Pagonging and Lenana just steamrolls the other uh, Calaton tribe, it wouldn't be fun. But for what we did see, we saw you know a hierarchy just fall apart. Lee, like the dictator's gone. Um, we, we, yeah, we sort of see this. Chris and Ash sort of just get thrown to the wolves because you know Lee's just out of them in front of everyone, and somehow that's got them voted like them targeted as well. So look, there's a lot going on. Like for two votes that did seem straightforward during the episodes, you sort of knew where it was going to go. Um, it's definitely been interesting, which is good. Good to see going forward for sure. Yeah, definitely. Unfortunately. Um... Obviously, seeing a lot of the vote outs, we saw a lot of confessionals from the people voted out this week. So, sort of, they sort of showed their hand a little bit too much during the episode for those that read the edit like that. But I was still intrigued. There was still a chance. There was there was there was good stuff coming out. There's very still. I'm not going to call this like 
revolutionized strategy or anything like that. But it was good. And like we're seeing Tanuke really come into her own. She, some of her thoughts, even though the second vote didn't really go her way, she wanted Chris Gorn, not Ashley Gorn, uh, because of Chris playing the idol. We're really seeing a lot of good gameplay from her and she's understanding the game. Not having a great survivor knowledge behind her, I'm really impressed with how she's learning on the fly. And her social game especially seems huge. Yeah, she's really like, uh, I guess, the queen bee at the moment. And, I mean, I don't know what you're seeing, but I'm only seeing one winner of the season, and that is Tanuke right now. She's in such a good spot. Um, just just, just somehow the Caliton have the majority, and she's at, like at the heart of all that. And, and like, she's got shields around her, Nathan, even Matt. Even though, like, people sort of are aware how good she is, I just think she's just going to run it right to the end now. And, like, like Lenina had a chance and they just gave it all away. Um, I think it's interesting what you say about, like, reading the edit. And it's, like, it was so obvious that Lee and then Chris or Ash were sort of going to be the targets. And then this is before Immunity Challenge. Uh, I looked at Jackie, my wife, I said, look, yeah, you know, Lee's going to win the challenge for sure because, you know, they're setting us up for that. You know, they're giving us the alternate plan because in US Survivor, we see that all the time. They set up a plan and that person wins immunity. So I'm like, oh yeah, he, he must win it. He must win it. But then when he didn't, I'm like, wow, this is really straightforward, isn't it? For the casuals. So, so straightforward. And even in the second episode, we saw so much more of Ash than we did Chris. We didn't really see any yeah. of Chris till that last sort of, 10 seconds before they go to tribal council. Like we only start hearing it from his side. So it, it was, it was given to us on a silver platter, but at the same time, it's cool. It was cool seeing the path to getting to that point. Obviously Lee, a huge part about Lee is the female of it all and the females and him wanting lads alliances and etc. And I'd, I'd love to sort of get into like at Tribal council, he brings up, let's go for Ash, I'm against Ash. If he just swung it just that little bit, and I know he never would, like he's uh, he's got a one-track mind, and I know he never would, but if he set, brought up Chris instead of Ash, do you see that maybe getting a bit more traction with people like Tanuke and Leilani? Because obviously they're so against this Everyone's against females. Females have been voted out. It's been a majority of females. There's a lot less females in the game. If he started aiming that at Chris instead of Ash, do you think that might have gotten a little bit more traction with that? Honestly, I don't think so. I think I think you could just see, even at the start of the episode, like Leilani's having to go at him. He's the pillow Hulk. And she's like, I'm going to get the pillow. And he's like, no, no, Chris can have it next. And it's like, they didn't like him. They didn't like him. He rubs people the wrong way. He rubs women especially the wrong way. Um, I don't think whatever he's throwing out, nobody wants to buy a ticket to that. Like, yeah, I don't, he, I don't see that helping him. No. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's completely fair enough. He he's definitely been sort of that sort of figurehead this season, and being such a new season, the first of the franchise, there's there's not a lot you can really say to sort of get out of something like that after being that person for so long. I do believe he was trying to bring strategy into it with that lads alliance, etc. But you, you just you just can't say it. You can't project that. And he's been so strength-based all season. It, it bit him in the ass. 
Yeah, and it made it easy for it made it easy for Chris and Ash to get him out. Yeah, I just think he's sort of like you said, he's the figurehead. He's like the outspoken one. He's the one that sort of everyone knows is at the top of the hierarchy. Like, um, so yeah, he's always going to be the one that gets taken down. I just don't understand for Lenena the sense that it makes to to make this move. Like Ash and Chris, yeah, fine. They had this argument last week with him. But, like, this is no benefit to them to get Lee out now. Like, you're always going to have numbers against him. You just need to get your tribe a little bit more on shore footing before you take this shot. And I, I just think it was probably a little bit naive. And maybe they got too excited because they saw other people that were keen to do it. But you can save those people and do it a bit later. Like, it's just too early, I think, to, to lose that majority. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It was way too early to lose that majority. They had the majority going into merge, especially in these new season franchises. Uh, this like very first season uh, for the franchise, it is it. They usually just run down tribal lines to a point. Those original tribal lines, you've got this sense of teamwork and uh, camaraderie from those first few days, and most of the time that ends up running the table. What I do believe is they felt like Ash we see in that second episode, she felt she had such a good connection with Tanuke and Leilani, especially Tanuke, that they sort of, they were trying to play a fluid game. They were trying to sort of flip-flop between both alliances and they felt yeah. like they had numbers on the old Kalatons. They felt like they had Tanuke in their pocket, etc. So I can understand doing it but their big mistake was thinking that this game is fluid when a lot of these no one from Calaton has watched the show before they don't know what this is they the the alliance strategy is still a new strategy to them so yeah. the original Calaton were always are always going to protect their own that's the thing. I think on the face of it, it looks like quite a fluid game. You know, like Tanuka and Matt have been at Lenana for at least a week at this point. Uh, Doug and Peg on the other side, sort of building bonds with Nathan, I guess. And then, you know, Lawrence is on the outside of the Calaton people. He could go to Lenana. And then Chris and Ash are taking a shot at Lee. And then, so it seems fluid. But at the same time, there's this call for of ex-Calaton, Nathan, Tanuka, Matt, and Leilani. And it's like, from what I'm seeing, these four are sticking right together till the end. And and I think Lenena's so naive in the, the 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 idea of this fluid gameplay that they think, oh yeah, we're all playing a trial like an individual game now. But it's really not. And it's, I, I can only see it going one way. And like um I think I think Ash's thoughts to work with Tanuke were great until Lee blew up her game saying, you know, you're trying to get the girls out, even though you're saying it's girls strong and all this and that. So Look, I, I think she handled it poorly, um, which cost her. I think if she just says, you know, Lee made all that up, you know, or it's his idea, whatever. Um, she, she's got some traction. She can just throw someone under the bus that can't protect himself because he's well, not he's there. not there. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's you just you throw everything on Lee. You just peg everything at the wall. You blame everything on Lee. You just like Lee wanted the girls out. I just nodded. All I said was just nodded to him. That doesn't mean that I was going with him. Um, that's that's all you got to say. You just throw the person that's out under the bus. But one thing that yeah. you did mention is that core four, and it really hurts that um, you think Leilani's going to survive the whole game because oh, I, just hate, <laughs> se- 
I just hate seeing her on I the screen. Um, she's, she's really. She looks really like a zero vote. She looks like a goat to me. She is a goat to me. Looks like she's, a goat to me. Unfortunately, all I, um, you obviously uh, Pearl Islands. We had Lil. Um, just that annoying oh, yeah. person that just makes it to the end. And, um, I don't uh, mind. Is, She's right, isn't she? <laughs> I, I, I really struggled with her. It, it was just, I don't know, just, the, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but you just, I just really am going to struggle having to see Leilani on my screen for another three weeks. <laughs> um, just because of I her think what, I think what, um, how she attacks people is, um, yeah, it's. I'm, it, I just really struggle with that. I don't mind it, but I think I think what we have to give credit to is the fact that she was voted out of this Kalatan tribe, and somehow she still loves them. So, like Tanuke, Nathan, Matt, they needed like a full round of applause here. Like, how did how did you vote this girl out and make her feel so good about it? Like it was a, like it was a plan for everyone. Leilani's going to infiltrate Lenena, and she believed this somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they must they should be given big props to get her back on side so quickly. Yeah, definitely. But not just back on side, like, she is stuck to Tanuke's hip. Like, Tanuke's oh, walking yeah. around. Oh, I love the I love the the prison reference. Tanuke's walking around the island, and her pocket's just floating out, and Leilani's just holding on to it. Every time we see Tanuke in a conversation, Leilani's either there or just turns up. And that that's actually a little bit of a worry for Tanuke's game, because anyone that's smart will see this eventually. Luckily, not many of the Caledonians are smart, <laughs> so we don't have to worry too much. Right, yeah, I think it's. I think they're just following well, Tanuke's lead. Yeah, I don't think it comes across as too threatening because Leilani is this really like bottom of the barrel sort of sort of player that which sort of has no real pull with anyone in the game. So I can't imagine people are threatened by it. Um, look, if it, if you're a Survivor fan, you sort of know that any pair is is an obvious danger because. it's it's not one vote, it's two votes. Like, I can imagine that Leilani will vote wherever Tanuke tells her to. Um, but yeah, I just can't see them. I just can't. I can't see Lenena getting back together with this, like a 5v5, because that's where we're at. Um, and I just, they're not going to do it. They're so disjointed now. Chris is on the outs. Uh, uh, Hannah's, Hannah's lost Lee. Doug and Peg, like, who knows where they stand anymore? Yeah. It's just, yeah, Definitely. it's not going to happen. I'm I'm really scared for Doug next week. I'm really scared for Doug. He is a huge physical threat. He's already won one immunity. He has peg leg at, in his pocket. So he's just so threatening. And Chris, he's lost a lot of his power, losing Ash and losing his idol. Hannah, you're not too worried about. You're definitely not really... I'd like peg leg is very basic strategy even though we saw a little bit out of him this last episode, which was good. Doug is the person to go for. So he is definitely vulnerable coming into this next week, um, this sixth week. I'm not so sure. I, I'm, I'm really worried. I, I, My issue, I think, and what I'm, what I, I think we can just put this down to is Lenena, I, I, as we talked about the fluid game, like everyone gets the feeling it's a fluid game. The Calatons are going to win this just because they are so together. They're so old tribal lines. They, yes, they've spent some time with the new Lenenas, but they're going to vote with their friends. Whereas Lenena, they're eating each other alive. They're doing these, these cool moves like Chris and Ash, they are upset with Lee. So then they swing a whole lot of people over 
and then Doug and Pegleg want Chris or Ash out, so then they split the votes, and it's all these this good gameplay, but they're doing it to themselves, and <laughs> yeah. it's 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 they're just destroying themselves, and in turn, we're going to see a Caledonian win this game, probably Tamuke. Yeah, as I said earlier, that's the only way I can see it going. But um, I just think with Doug, I, I'm not so sure he's that big a target right now. Look, the man must be the most likable person on the planet. Like, to have three people step down from immunity and just give it to him, for no reason, really. He asked for it and they said yes. Like, he has some power. He must have some sort of charm where, like, everyone loves this man. So I don't think they're thinking big picture and they'll get him out. Um, I think they'll they'll sort of cut off some loose ends like Chris and Hannah and really just like leave Doug and Peg. And I mean, that sort of gives options to Nathan and Lawrence still later to use them. So if you were Nathan and Lawrence, you sort of want to keep Doug and Peg around because you have worked with him in the past. Yeah, um, but Nathan and Lawrence don't so have that, power. Well, Lawrence has no power and Nathan is just following Tanuke. He, I don't think he's got Doug in his pocket either. I don't even, even think he thinks about the Doug relationship anymore. He doesn't No, I don't think game. he's in his pocket. Yeah, he's, he doesn't he's not his pocket, but he's yeah. but he's someone he's voted with in the past. They they voted out a shy, and like that was a thing they did together. And once you have that thing you've done with someone together, you build that bit of trust. So it's someone that Nathan thinks. Let's pretend over Hannah or Chris, people who he's only just met, like the Doug and Peg are people I know. I spent a week with them. We voted out shy. Huge move, and and. Yeah, and, and same with Lawrence, I suppose. Same same sort of argument. Like, Lawrence doesn't really know Chris and Hannah either. So what options does they have? Like, they'd be stupid to go with Tanuke to the end, but, I mean, maybe it will happen. Yeah, but why do you vote out Hannah uh, uh, at this stage of the game? Like, what threat is she? She's so honest. She's so upfront with everyone. She, she, t- she explains and throws out at Tribal Council, I want to play an honest game. I want to be honest. What, why do you vote out Hannah now? It's that's a that's almost a stupid move. You want her almost to be the last person that you vote out because she's a nice, easy vote. No, um, unless no, unless you, unless, you, unless no, I'm talking from a Calaton Alliance perspective where they're not thinking Usla Nenas to break up Calaton in the future. They're just we want to go strong, us four to the end, and just vote out everyone else. They're not thinking. No, because, oh, we've got to split up ourselves, and we need players like Doug who have alliances with us or with Chris who have alliances with us. Like Tanuke was in, I guess not too long ago. No, I completely disagree. I think, I think if you're not playing strategically, which that's what you're saying, you're saying they're not very strategic. That's fine. But if you're not, if you're not playing strategically, you're playing emotionally. So if you have bonds with some people, you're going to keep them in the game because you like them as people. And, And Hannah has no bonds with anybody left in this game, except for Chris. From what, or maybe Doug and Peg, maybe, but like, no, I'll give, you that. I'll, give you that. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So if no, you have the power right, you're right. as a yeah. Calaton, yeah, you're voting out someone you don't know. Whereas you know Doug and Peg, you know Lawrence. Yeah, why would you vote them out? Because they're threats. Because they're threats. They're threatening to your game, Doug. As you said, Doug's like the what? most like. Doug's one of the most likable people there. He literally got given an immunity. An individual immunity. Yeah, yeah. Like he could, he could build something. He's he's the type of person that could build something. Hannah's not building anything. Pegleg's probably not building no, anything. Uh... Okay, Doug, Chris, 
These are people that are going to threaten your game. They're going to threaten your keeping Kalaton together. As soon as you start knocking one or two off, all of a sudden they're going to be on Leilani, Lawrence's shoulders. Don't get me wrong, it's not going to work with Leilani at all. But, or no. Nathan, like, Nathan, you're a big threat. You need to keep me in the game to be it, to, so then you've got someone to hide behind. Stuff like that. Like, the, Doug, that's what Doug and that's going to do. The smart people vote out Doug, they vote out Chris next, and they keep pe- people like Pegleg and Hannah, those people that aren't going to lie to you well, at least, and they're not going to be able to get anyone together. So then you can keep your alliance to the final four, the final five, the final four, vote out Lawrence at the final five, and then fight it out at the final four. Look, I totally agree with what you're saying because I think it's the right move as a survivor player. But like you said, like these people aren't survivor people. So they're just sort of going by feeling. And, and then yeah. from what I see, I just don't think it's going to happen that way. So, I, I, And look, I, I hope that Chris and Doug stay longer because it makes for a better game because at least, like you said, they're going to be trying things and it will make it more interesting. So I do think that next week might be a boring week otherwise. Yeah, well, so next week... I'd... Just like, like I'm not going to bring up any predictions or anything, but Crystal has an extra vote. Okay, now we've got the final ten coming up. Uh, I mean, the final nine coming final up. Final nine, final okay. nine. We've still got four Lenana, we've got four Hardcore Calatons, and we've got Lawrence. Mm. Okay, this 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 does give a chance. Okay, now this is probably the last chance we're going to get because. Then we've got the final eight, even if Chris is still in with his extra vote and they do pull over Lawrence, then all of a sudden they're going to rocks and a lot of these people aren't going to play do rocks for each other because they don't trust each other as far as they can throw them. But that they, there is some sort of options going forward. I don't see it happening, but there are something that can happen. Lawrence is still a free agent in this game. He is following the votes. Yeah. But we have not seen him have a chat with anyone but Lee in the first episode of this week. That was the only person he talked to. So he's still we're not we don't really know where he li- where he's lies at the moment, and he's the type of guy that would be more than happy to do that if he thinks it gives well, him a chance th- in this game. Yeah, that, that's the thing. We haven't really got Lawrence's perspective on almost the whole game. We, he, he's good for like a good one liner and stuff. Uh, we know he was close with Shy, and that's probably about it. Um, I've heard some exit interviews from some of the old, old Calaton people, and they said Lawrence did a lot of things by himself. He spent a lot of time just you know, sunbathing or whatever in his cave by himself. So maybe he's this lone wolf. Now, does he have the strategic capabilities to make a move against the Calatons with people like Hannah and Chris who he's only just met? I'm not so sure. Uh, do I think it would be great to be? Absolutely I would, uh, especially with his extra vote like paying off. But that being said, can can Chris reunite with Doug and Peg and Hannah? I mean, that's a stretch just saying that. And that, like, they were ex tribe mates. So it, it's a great theory to have. Who else does he go well, to? The Calatons, the Calatons are, they wanted him out. He was the lead vote on the way out here. He's got no other real choices. Um, yeah, he has no choices. But Doug and Peg would just say, we don't want you. Like, they yeah, just voted against true. him pretty that's, much. That's, that's very right. Like, yeah. They've shut the door on his face. Like you can just, uh, well, you can go door knocking the rest of the rest of the rest of his time on the island, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I feel like Doug's a smart enough player to see that he needs to get on top of this before Calaton just take this game. Which, again, as we've said, we think they're going to. 
We don't we don't yeah. really see it. Like I'm tr- we're trying to think of ways out of this. Other than Doug, I don't see anyone else thinking like that. Oh, oh it's Doug and Chris. No one else is thinking. No, that. Even Lawrence is going to take some swaying to get over. He's not going to think it up himself. No, well, do you think... Okay, so I think Doug is the only one to be able to do something. Because, I mean, Chris wants to, but no one wants yeah. to work with Chris. Yeah, no if Doug, If Doug can unite these people, which I think he might, because he's had this pretty big edit from the start as, like, a main character. And although he's been, like, in a lot of things, he hasn't done that much yet. So maybe the reason he's getting this this vibe of big character energy is because he, he does... He makes this big move. He unites these, these sort of ragtag five against the Calaton four and he can take over, like take over the game, which would just make for great TV. And maybe that's why he's been hyped up so much. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, it, I, I hope it happens. I really do. I hope it happens. One thing that is very confusing to me that uh, was a small chink in Doug's armor this week. Obviously, we 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 were happy with him last week. We weren't happy with him last week. It was it was all sort of over all over the place for him. Um, but this week, the Lee vote. We talk about how he's in everyone's ear. He's talking to everyone. He's being social with everyone. And we see it. We see him talk to a lot of different people before the vote. How does he not know that Lee's getting voted out? Why is he on the wrong side of the numbers here? Is he on the wrong side of the numbers knowing he's going to lose out of loyalty to Lee? So then he can keep people like Pegleg and Hannah on board? Or is... Does he is he genuinely blindsided here with Lee going home? Just what what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not there? sure because the plan that the plan that we were showed was was yeah you know, Lee finds out they're going for him. Hannah tells Lee because Hannah's somehow in this conversation where Lee's the target, right? So she runs back to Lee, and from what we see, it's Lee and Hannah, Doug and Peg, and the, and Lawrence is a maybe, and that's what he says. Oh, I have to think about it, and then. Lee then relays that information to someone else. It's like, oh, Lawrence is thinking about it, so we might have it. But that only makes five. That doesn't make that doesn't make six out of ten. Yeah, it make it makes five at five and five. So, at, at best, you're going to go to a tied boat rock draw, which they br- is they not brought good. up. So, yeah, they brought up they brought up uh, Matthew, like bringing Matthew in. But like looking at that, that was a no go. That was never going to happen. Matthew's going with his crew. That's the thing. It was so obvious to us. But maybe Lee thought, you know, he spent a week with Matthew now. Maybe yeah. they had this born. Because, you know, Matthew's a man. Matthew's a man. We lo- yeah, Lee yeah. loves men. We, know, we um, know Lee loves men. Yep, Lee likes men. So perhaps he thought he could get Matt as well. Um, yeah, it's funny that Doug did vote wrong, but maybe he was just, like, trying to be loyal to his mate right to the end. And that builds your, you know, that's a jury vote at the end of the game as well. You can't, yeah, you can't forget that. Definitely. That's that's com- that's completely fair enough. We d- we don't really know what happened there, but yeah, Doug Doug on the wrong side of the numbers, which is a bit of a surprise because I sort of thought he would have been smart enough to get on the right side of the numbers at least for this first vote. Um, anyway, we have we see we see a little bit of strategy coming from Pegleg. We haven't seen much strategy coming from him. We've seen emotion coming from him, and this is still an emotional vote. He's he's trying to get revenge for his friend Lee. Um, but he brings up, and this is obviously before, pretty much cementing that he's going to win <laughs> this immunity challenge. Um, but he brings up before the challenge that he wants to throw his name out there as the fake vote. So then uh, Christopher and Ash vote for him. And then that 
the other eight of them split the vote. Um, that is, it's, it's not bad. Like that's, that's pretty decent strategy. It's still, it's still emotional driven from peg league. And I don't think he really had a say if so, if Tanuke or someone like that wanted to go for someone else, then they were going for someone else. But here, so when they're discussing this fake plan, we got the Calatons, they're voting for Chris. The old Calaton, they're voting for Chris. The old Lenena with Lawrence is voting for Ash. Do you think in this circumstance, now just remember, these numbers change before the actual vote. But do you think in this circumstance, was it smart for either side to actually go over over the top and use Chris or Ash or for Calaton use Lawrence to get out one another player this week? Like... Like a Doug, like a Tanuke, or like a Nathan. Like, this was the chance for Lenena to actually go back to Chris and Ash, pull them in just for one vote, and get them next time, that's fine. Get out someone like Nathan or a Tanuke, these big players on the other tribe. Or was the chance to get at Chris and Ash such a big thing, and it was needed to happen right now? Uh, a lot to unpack there. First of all, uh, the, the whole peg leg plan, horrible plan. Hor- like This is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. I, I don't understand why he thought it was good. I don't understand why you think it's good. I think throwing your name out there as a decoy plan when you know there's idols around is just insanity to me. So stupid. There's no benefit to doing that. It's not your move either. Um, you're going to cop votes. What if one of them is immunity, one plays an idol? It's just not in a, it's not a place you want to be in. I don't care how smart you think you are. Bad plan. Um, so that's first off. Uh, first you can off, respond yeah. to that if you like. <laughs> <laughs> look, yeah, look, I, I'm not saying the strategy. I don't know if I think the strategy was good. It was just good seeing something get out of him. Was I think what I okay? Said. Yeah, that's that's I'm not saying that it was amazing. It was revolutionised. Anything like that. I, I feel like. I was just saying that it was good seeing something <laughs> out of him. <laughs> it's like some right. sort it of. It sounded strategy. like you were very high on the move. I thought you were like loving this, like give it, give him a buff for that great move. No, by, fuck by no, it fuck wasn't. No. It wasn't. I'm just okay. Look, it, I even I even mentioned multiple times it's emotionally driven. Like there, oh, there's yeah. no, there's no good strategic. And, there's yeah. no good strategic moves coming out of emotion, or not many. No, it was just okay. So that's that's part one. Part yeah, two, uh, you're yeah. saying let's can we can we can we do something fun with these numbers? Can we can we get someone else out? Now, the thing is, Chris and Ash are such a public enemy now. And whilst in a normal game of Survivor, you want to keep those public enemies around because they'll always be a target. In this game of Survivor, it's very different to that. This is very old school, like we've said several times now. And in old school Survivor, those public enemies are number one. You need them to get them out because they're not workable assets for you. No one wants to work with them. No one wants to use their vote to, to get someone else out. Do I think it's a great move if they did? Absolutely. But... This is not the way this game is being played. The, the I guess the, um, the the culture of this game is all about you know trust and, and loyalty and and sort of doing what you say you're going to do. I suppose. Um, so yeah, if anyone tried to do anything different, that would just become the next target. I'd, I reckon that that sort of who made that move? Let's get them out. They lied to us. So it's just not it's not the culture of the season. Yeah. No, look, I I, I definitely agree with that. I think um, they become huge targets coming after that and they get called out for being liars, etc. 
Lying on Survivor. Oh, who knew that was a bad thing? Shit. Um, anyway. Well, ask, ask Lee about that. Ask Lee, yeah. Yeah, fucking uh, Ken and Barbie over there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Love that. No, look, um, I'm not saying... I'm not saying it was ever going to happen. I just, I'm just trying to pull a little bit of strategy out of a very unstrategic season. And I think, I think that's something we need to talk about. Is the reason it couldn't keep going? This is, this is Chris and Ash's fault, correct? No, I do think that argument that Chris and Lee have ultimately was the the downfall, and and that trying to throw the challenge. Yeah, if they lose that challenge, uh, they go to trouble. They vote probably, you know, Matt or Tanuke out. And 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 they they united at merge and just the fact that he didn't throw the challenge so they didn't they didn't throw it properly he didn't tell them about it they had this argument they don't like each other now and and they became each other's biggest threat almost it's it's cost all of the end of the game and yeah. and I guess I look back on that as a turning point they'll definitely look back at the, on that as a turning point this that was we could, when we look back at the end of this season. We can pinpoint exactly where Lenena, where everyone on Lenena, not just Chris and Lee, lost the game, and that was that argument right there. And it's it's a real shame that something like that became so emotional, became such a, such a war between the two. They were they were brutal to each other in that first episode. They were absolutely brutal, like Lee calling uh, Ash Barbie, and um, then. I don't want to call you... I was going to call you Ken, but I think you're more of a poodle than a husband to Christopher. That's... Yeah. That was, there was there was some real words. There was some real anger behind that. Is this, is this a little bit of a memory of season one of Borneo? Some of, some yeah, of the things... Yeah, a bit of Sue Hawk yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Hawk. I think a Lee... Of, a, bit of, a bit of real malice behind it. That's the thing. Lee, when, when you don't understand how the game is played, you sort of have this idea that it should be like all honour, integrity and all this stuff that, you know, general people don't care about in Survivor. So Lee, Lee's on his high horse and he gets knocked off and he's all upset and, yeah, you know, he just sort of, he gets, you know, emotionally aggressive. And then, then to sit on the jury and have those comments as well, like, what are we doing? Like, he can't do that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like he, he, he talked on the jury. What the fuck? I was I was so unhappy with that. What the fuck? How how was that yeah, brought to I think, air? That really pissed me off. Sorry, I know I'm going on a tangent, but that pissed me the fuck off. I don't want to hear from Lee's out of the game. Yeah, I think it must have been after at like Ash was she mustn't have been there when he said it because she would have retaliated. Yeah, that, 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 that doesn't that doesn't that. yeah no I I'm sure she was gone. She she was definitely gone. But he says it in front of the other tribe. You can't say that. You can't bring that up. No. He has no say no. in the projection of this game till he votes, till that final tribal council. He is not allowed to talk. He should have been stopped from talking. He should have been should have been wiped, and we should not have seen that. I was very unhappy with that. Sorry, UK yeah, Survivor. Yeah. You're fucked up. <laughs> You're fucked up. Yeah. Joel, what the fuck? Oh, what? Get on. Work your shit out. Stop being funny and... Be a dictator in this case. <laughs> I'll stop these people. Not yeah. a dictator. <laughs> um, anyway, okay. Uh, one one other one other thing about the strategy that I really struggled with this episode was Pegleg was going to be the um, fake vote. Then he wins immunity, and then all of these eight people are like, "What do we tell Chris and Ash?" 
We tell them nothing. We tell them we just don't know. This is... What the... You literally... If they've got idols, they definitely know to play them now. If everyone's saying, oh, I don't know. I I just don't know who to vote. Give me a name. Like, that just doesn't work. Yeah. um, Yeah, like... Yes and no. Here's the thing, like... I'm all for that strategy, but... It's hard. When there's only two of them, there might be two idols in the game. So you're taking a huge risk. Um, there's nothing wrong with telling the enemy just nothing or, or yeah. like, you don't need to tell them fake plans all the time. I think George is famously just says in, in Heroes and Villains, like, why do we have to tell them anything? Just don't talk to them. Um, yeah. And I think that's a legitimate plan. Like, you don't have to tell them anything. But the, the, the only backside is, yeah, if, if there's two of them, like, there is a potential there's two idols in the game. We obviously know there isn't, but it's a big risk. Um, yeah. But you, I guess you can you can manage that risk by you know having a few votes elsewhere. But yeah, they, they wouldn't yeah, have done that. Splitting the votes, yeah, that's what they did. Anyway. Yeah. But here's the thing: if 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 it was so obvious that if Chris and Ash were the targets, then why doesn't Chris just vote for Ash and save his idol? Like he doesn't exactly. think to do that. So it mustn't have been that obvious to him. Yeah, he could have. He could have. He could have even used something that popped into my head was use your extra vote, vote for Ash with your extra vote. Vote mm. one on Nathan, and then you've sort of covered your ass if Lenina does stick together, and if it's a split vote between you and Ash. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good point. If Chris uses his extra vote, and but if he puts them both on Ash, he's, he's sort of really contingency planning this out, and it's like, well, do I need this idol? I mean, it takes a lot of balls to not play the idol still in that situation because you don't know exactly how they split the vote. You might have been the major target. Um, could have been like a five to three, so he might tie yeah. it up at a five to five. Uh, but uh, yeah, it would take a lot of balls to still not play an idol. So maybe he's done the right thing and kept his extra vote. Yeah, no, definitely. Look, that's that was sort of where I came to because you like I say that he could have used his extra vote, gone with uh, used one vote for one plan, one vote for the other plan, both plans he comes out on top with if it works out. But um, you got to know where the votes are all going, and they obviously didn't know where the votes were going. They, they weren't complete. Uh, he wasn't completely sure where the votes were going because he played his idol. If he if he knew where the votes yeah. were going, if he knew it was going to be a four four, he literally just would have voted for Ash, uh, and Ash probably would have voted. But that's for the him. thing. Yeah, it did. It didn't need to be a four four. Like it could have been a five to three, five on Chris. Exactly. Because yeah. Chris and Ash only have two votes, so it could have been a, a six to two if they wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. You don't know where those numbers are. Yeah. No, that's that's it. I, I definitely agree with that. Oh, let's, um, mate. Let's. Hey, two auctions in what is that? Two weeks. Yes. How good. How, how good, good is that? That's that's good. Love it. two two thousand five hundred Dominic pesos. Pesos, yeah. Pesos. Um, good auction. Like it's auctions are always fun, regardless. But wow, there's some bad gameplay. Like, yeah. How much money was left in their pockets? No one spent anything. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't realize how much money they had. Yeah. So they like, had two thousand five hundred, ha- which comes to thirty five pounds. That's right. that's that's not a lot. So that's seventy five dollars Australian. I mean seventy dollars Australian. So that's that's really not a lot. Like you spend that money, you don't need to bring that with you. There was they were stopping at like six hundred. What did they think yeah. that this was going to go for hours and hours and hours? There was going to be twenty thousand yeah, items. Thing. 
did they think they were getting three or four items each? Like this, everything was about six hundred. Um, Hannah spent two thousand dollars on chicken, and then Chris got an advantage for six hundred dollars. I was like, why is no one else outbidding that? Like, why wouldn't you? I know it was it was so confusing. There was no strategy behind that at all, unless unless they're that poor. Maybe maybe because these guys aren't <laughs> super famous, other than Lee. Um, maybe they're that just that poor that they need the thirty five quid. <laughs> well, I wouldn't think so. I mean, like, I just couldn't understand. They must have thought there's so many more items coming, but just to not spend like some people spend nothing. I was like, mm-hmm. what are you that, doing? That it's, advantage, it's money. That advantage just just roughly costed Chris about eight bucks, uh, eight quid. <laughs> that's <laughs> literally bad. that advantage cost Chris eight quid. That is that's a that's dismal. <laughs> that's that's. Or imagine if. If he uses that to win the game, that's a great investment, really. <laughs> that's a great investment. I won this game with eight quid. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was it was cool. And I was like, I was shocked because I didn't hear the first, my first watch. I didn't hear the 2,500. I, so I was assuming 1,000. I was, I was assuming 500. Then I was assuming 1,000 as soon as they went over that. And then they just, there was one where obviously Hannah gets the chicken and it just keeps going up and up and up. And I was like, whoa, what the... Yeah. So I was looking forward to the rewatch. But the toothpaste, they're like duking it out at 300, 400, 500 for this toothpaste. And and the, sh- and the shower shit and all that sort of stuff. It just it makes yeah, no yeah. sense. Stuff like, we don't really need. Like Blow your wad, guys. Need. Blow your wad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah. get it. But... Um... Yeah. Chris, Chris came out of that pretty good with the advantage, and then he got the uh, obviously the clue to the idol. So, yeah. it, it it was a very good auction for Chris. Very good, very good auction, and for, for and nice smelling hair as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not smelling. So that's that's lucky for him. Another another thing that uh, we're all fans of is last gasp. Um, this challenge is huge. They obviously fucked it up in America, so that sort of put it down a little bit in our books. But in Australia, yeah. we don't fuck it up. We get it right. We drown our contestants properly. And these guys <laughs> step, they, these guys stepped it up. Um, so they've obviously seen 43 where Owen and Carla both outlast the tide and it starts going down on them. And they actually yeah. had this on a mechanical device. So not only did they have the tide going up, but the mechanical device would go down, which uh, just meant that they could properly drown someone. So well done. No, perfect, perfect yeah. vision. Uh, like you said, they've learned from past mistakes of other franchises and it probably makes the challenge a little bit quicker as well. So it's a win-win on everyone. It was only, what, an hour and a half or something they were there for? Hour and 20? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's, not, that's not, not, too, not too long. They, they, did it, they did it properly. They did it methodically. They brought it down on occasion while the tide was coming up. It was good. Um, obviously, going into this, we all sort of assume, I, I think most people would have assumed Peg Leg, who's lived in the ocean his entire life pretty much, um, was going was gonna to win this. But well done to Matthew for giving it a real go. Um, we've got some, like, it was, it's pretty cool seeing Peg Leg sort of smash this out. Now, Mac, um, I'm very scared. I, I, I really started this season quite well, I thought. Um or maybe that's the American season that I thought I started off well with our predictions, but I, I fucking I was I was bad the last two, last week especially, 
And I think this week was even worse because I think I'm pretty sure I said Nathan Lawrence <laughs> um, coming getting out this week and uh, Nathan got two votes. <laughs> Lawrence's name maybe got brought up once, but that's about it. Well, without any spoilers, let's 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 have a look at what we said last week in this in this segment. We like to call previously on Survivor. Let's see what we said last week. Uh, I'm going to start. I'm going to just say straight up, Nathan is the merge boot. And episode two of next week, I feel like um, I still don't think that the Lee Chris thing's going to explode just yet. I think everyone comes together and we've got a unanimous vote on Lawrence. Yeah, Lee. Yeah, that was, that's about Lee as bad as it yeah, Lee and uh, Lee and Chris are mature enough to get over this and just hold off from yeah. uh, attacking each other for a bit. Goodbye, Nathan. Goodbye, Lawrence. Yeah, I fucked that up. You were so confident on Nathan being the merge boot. I, well. I remember, I, was, I genuinely was. There was more. There's more in there. I'm like, no. I'm like, I don't think. I think you'd be. I think you'd be okay. I can't remember what I said, but um, yeah. yeah anyway, let's see what I said. Yeah, I, th- I think the merge boot is going to be like just like a settler, which is like just an so easy Lawrence. boat where Lenana has numbers. Well, I, I, I think it's going to be between Nathan and Matt. And the only reason I think Nathan might be safe is because maybe Peg and Doug have a relationship with him. So I'm going to say Matt is the merge boot. And then usually once you have like a settler to get into the merge, things might happen. Things might change. And the people who think they're on the bottom of Lenana might jump ship and, and make something happen. So if that is the case, I think um, I think they might turn against Lee, and I'm going to say Lee is voted out in the second. Yep, yep, I'll definitely give it to you. Lee got voted out. Obviously, you missed the episode, but no, nah, I'll definitely give it to you. You were right. I was wrong. I thought Lee and Chris could maturely get over this for a little bit, but it, you were right. They couldn't. Little girls. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, oh, I haven't got much right this season, but I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, right, awesome. Let's. What are we looking forward to next week with our predictions for? Next time on Survivor. Yeah, <laughs> next time on Survivor. I'm I'm genuinely thinking we see Doug go. Um, I we hear from Chris that he brings up. Uh, Doug's told me um, Nathan. This is this is Nathan. This, I'm just going with my alliance, and I feel like Chris is going to go back after this vote and explode and tell everyone, "Oh, they told me to vote Nathan. They told me to vote Nathan. Nathan's a huge threat." And I think the backlash could end up on Doug because Nathan is Doug's sort of go-to with the Calatons tribe, and Nathan might Nathan I feel might feel a bit betrayed. Doug bringing up his name or talking about his name or using him as the fake vote. So um, I see Doug going home and then Christopher can join him. I think they get get rid of the big threats. I think the Calaton players will play smart if they listen to Tanuke. Yeah, I can see something similar. I think Doug will be okay. Um, I don't think Doug will go home. I think Chris is probably, like, the obvious next target. Um, but, like, we see in a bit of the, the footage for next week that someone plays an idol, so who knows? Could be Chris. Um, so I'm going to say 
that the two that will go home over the week, I'm not sure which order, but Hannah and then Chris um, in consecutive episodes. That's my pick. Yeah, does Doug still have his idol that doesn't work anymore? Has he been had that taken away from him? Like, can he use it as a no? Like, he because he told us it expired. Yeah, but I'd imagine that because he told us it expired, he probably doesn't. He's probably still has it on him. So he might be able to bluff it or something. I suppose if he needs to, Um, it's probably probably not a bad shout because. Like it's it's obviously an idol. It's believable. Um, yeah, exactly. So if you can use it, if you can use it in a fun way, that would be interesting. That would that would be sick. So that that could be the idol play that they're maybe talking about as he fakes that. But Chris has played an idol. There's probably going to be an idol back in the game. There was still an idol yeah. on Calaton that was never found. Who knows? Like we haven't seen a merge idol. Oh no, we did see the merge idol with Chris. Um, yeah. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? This this could get interesting. Okay, let's uh, let's have let's a chat. So. Let's have a chat about Lee and Ash and our thoughts on them. Um, I don't. I, I'm going to start just to give Lee a little bit of nice words before you absolutely destroy him. Um, as a player, <laughs> Lee. Um, as a player, Lee, you were shit. You were horrible, <laughs> and that's me being nice. Um, as a as a character, I'd, look, you were you were a big character. You definitely were. There were some of the things that you said. As I said, I agreed with you with the Chris fight, uh, argue, the Christopher argument. I think I agree with you. You were in the right there. weren't completely happy with how you handled it, but you were in the right from the start. And I don't believe you elevated it as much as he did. Um, and you definitely made drama. You definitely made it entertaining. I'd love to know half the words that you say, because I could not understand <laughs> you for the life of me. But yeah, yeah look, that was, it wasn't bad. Uh, playing again. Well, we did see Sam Webb play again. We did see Sam Webb play again. So um, who knows? You may play again. Who fucking knows? <laughs> yeah, look, Lee, as a player... Not the greatest. Like he's pretty, pretty one-dimensional. Um, had it, had his boys alliance, I suppose, and wanted to run that forever. Sam Webb, um, obviously. <laughs> well, yeah, a little bit, I guess, but um, obviously didn't socially even get on with the women that well, uh, which is, I guess, ultimately his downfall. Um, as a character, look, I actually, uh, as much as I didn't like him, I like at least he had a character. At least he was something. Yeah. At least he bought entertainment to the season. Like, despite what you think about him as a person, at least he makes the show somewhat fun. Is is a villain you could root against, which is what you want. You want big characters. You don't want, you know, people like a Hannah who's not doing anything. Uh, I'd, li- I'd like to see people, whether I love them or hate them, I'd like to feel something about people. So, yeah, I think he was good for the TV. And that's the reason why I think maybe he will come back in the future. If they do an all-star season after, like, four or five seasons... I think he'd be pretty high on the list of people to come back because I do think he was like a main character energy type thing and he's divisive, which is what you want. You want people like that where it gets a fan base split They brought Zach back. Exactly, exactly. And it's – I think he probably could evolve his game in in a few years after playing this one. He might understand a bit better. So, yeah, I could definitely see Lee coming back. Um, and a memorable moment from him, I think it's the Chris Lee fight, um, or maybe one yes. of the challenges yes. where he was like, "Let's win," and then he loses. 
<laughs> like, yeah, I think the I think, I think he that'll, lost that'll, all. Yeah, he lost all his one-on-one battles with people. I don't. I don't remember he a wasn't great. that he won. He lost against Shy a lot. So it yeah. was. It was just a. It's just a bit shocking. He's obviously not the biggest dude. Shy, I think, had probably maybe ten kilos on him, and like he was definitely a lot smaller than the other boys, but. Still, like, you would have thought he had a bit more in him, but who knows? Um, okay, let's chat about Ash. Ash, is a, as a player, I liked Ash. She, um, as I said, she voted out her friend Rach. She made the right move, voted for her friend Rach when she needed to. She, that's that was back in, like, week two. There was gameplay. She had multiple alliances. Like, as we saw, she had a conversation with Tanuke. Um, obviously there were definitely mistakes in a game, but there was, there was, I'd, I'd, I'd say that she was some sort of a fan coming into this, having some sort of knowledge about the game and she did something. There was, you definitely can't say she didn't do anything. That's for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, as a player, yeah, I thought she was quite good. She's probably one of the better people on the cast for me, I think. If if she's straight into another season or, you know, another five seasons, she goes well in four of them, you know. I think she's she's quite good. Um, as a character, probably less so. Didn't really give – like, her professionals were good. They were fine, but they weren't, like, top tier or anything. Um, she was decent without being, you know, the most exciting thing. I think being seen as a pair with Chris didn't help. Um, having, like, a – main like an adversary in Lee, like take you down like that. Just put a target on her back and she couldn't shake it. And uh it's unfortunate because she probably you know could have gone a long way if if she got through this first couple of votes of the merge. So sad to see her go. I don't think we'll see her return. I think I don't think she was good enough for that. But I mean you never know. It depends when they do the like a returnee season and, and sort of I think how many being, you'd have to fill. Being her counterpart, being Chris, I think it's going to be very hard for us. It's like Shawnee and Fenella. We saw Shawnee come back. Yeah. It wasn't that Fenella was bad. It was just Fenella wasn't Shawnee. Whereas in this case, we've got Ash and Chris. I feel like everyone's going to steer towards Chris every single time. Chris, yeah. Well, yeah. I think with the Shawnee and Fenella, Fenella was asked back apparently, but I think she was pregnant or something at the time. So... I, I do think you can come back as a couple. I think if you're if you're like a seen as like a power duo, they can generally take both of you on a season. Um, so there's hope for her there, but I just don't know if she's a big enough player to get asked. Does that mean we'll get we'll get invited on a season sometime down the track, the two of us? Ah, well, I mean, I will. I don't know. You, you, you're like the Fenella to my shiny, I suppose. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> whatever you say, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> um, <okay>. Ash, um, <laughs> Ash, um, as a as a character, yeah, there was there was definitely stuff there. wasn't amazing, wasn't bad. I enjoyed her. Uh, memorable moment was uh, probably her hurting herself in the first challenge, and then sort of having to scrape her way through after that. Um, that's sort of the only thing that I can really think of. And yeah, as we've already talked about. Um, whether she'll come back. She can definitely come back. Wouldn't surprise me if she was back. I just don't see... I don't know if we had enough there. Okay, let's get on to yeah. Buckle's Buff of the episode, mate. Yeah, Buckle's Buff. Uh, episode 9, the first episode of the week. I've gone with uh, Chris. Although Chris had a good episode. He gets two advantages out of it. Um, he sort of gets his way trying to get a layout. He... 
I thought he handled the tribal council actually quite well at the time, like Lee's berating him and calling him all these things. And he really keeps his cool and sort of – it doesn't fight back, but it gives enough back. And, um, yeah, I just thought all-round good episode. Like two advantages and an idol. Like it's not it's, – it's a pretty solid, solid outing. So despite what happens in the next episode, he had a good episode, episode nine. Yeah, I, I, do, I do agree he had a good episode. I'm going to give my buff to Sanuke. I feel like she comes out the best out of this episode because she is given all this information. She gets her target out. Um, she has she gets her target out while voting with her alliance. She's not going against her original tribe. She's been able to like get Chris and Ash on board, and then she also gets more information out at Tribal Council. Comes her way, so she sort of comes out of it the best. Uh, so I'm glad we were able to split it up there a little bit. Um, now episode 10 was a lot more difficult for me, so I'm going to let you go first. Yeah. So I thought, um, it definitely was harder. Uh, what you're saying about Tanuke, I thought was all good stuff for episode nine and she did all these things without really being, without doing them, but she had a really good week. So I gave her my buff for episode 10. I thought, yeah, she just, she just is in such a powerful spot without having to do too much. Like it's more of a self implosion from Lenena that got her there, but in a great spot. Um, she sort of has all the power. She's got a Caltel majority. She's got the tightest alliance in the game with those four. Um, so it wasn't like a buff of episode 10. It was a more like a two episode buff just to take over the game. So that's my reason for Tanuke. No, I, I'm glad you did. I The only reason I didn't give Tanuke two buffs this week is because Ash does go home and it was a lot better for Tanuke to keep Ash and lose Chris in this episode. Um, but she didn't have a whole lot of control over that. Chris had an idol. Um, obviously, you can bluff it, try and keep him on side, stop him from playing it to get someone like that out, but they, they didn't play that very well. I'm going to actually give mine to Matthew. I'm going to give Matthew his first buff. And um, we haven't talked much about Matthew because Tanuke is such a um, figurehead of that alliance. But I just wanted to reference a few comments so Ash goes to Matthew with, and tells him about the idol. I feel like she did tell other people, but that's all we see um, that she told Matthew. Matthew also mentioned he didn't really want to vote out Chris. He likes Chris. He, he reckoned he could work with Chris. Now, this could have just yeah. been a confessional in passing, but him saying that means that there is some sort of friendship there, I feel possibly a workable friendship for the future for him. And Chris staying in the game is good for that. Again, he was on the right side of the numbers with all, with eight other people on the tribe. And yeah, it sort of, it went well for Matthew. So I'm going to give mine to Matthew. Um, now we have a defined winner at the moment, or winning person at the moment, which is good. Leader. I believe it's called leader. <laughs> All right, we got we lost Rach on one vote. We got Matthew now joins her on one vote. We lost Shy on two votes. Lawrence has two votes, and Nathan has two votes. We have Doug coming in third on three votes. Christopher is in second on four votes, and Tanuke is out in front on five. So she's out there by herself, and I feel like she's going to creep up a lot more before the end of this season. Yeah, I think she might be running away with it, I think. Yeah. 
Anyway, okay. Mac, what do you got going on, mate? Mate, big news. Big news coming for the US Survivor podcast. For the first time ever, Bus Bindside and Banter team will be together live in the flesh doing a podcast together. Um, so you come out to my place on Friday. We're going to do a podcast with a special guest, which we might not let you know about now. Um, and yeah, that's going to be super exciting because we, you know, we, we, we always do this via phone and, uh, to be in the same room together, that might make for a better podcast. It might make for a worse one. We might get into fisticuffs. Who knows? Yeah. Who, who knows? We do argue a lot like fisticuffs. Like that would really <laughs> suck for you. I'm a lot larger. <laughs> Um, but no, no, this, this is going to be awesome. This is the first time we're doing the podcast in person. We can actually, uh, instead of reacting to just the words that you say, I can react to your face. So it'll be good. We we'll get context for a lot of things. (laughs) It'll be great. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Having a guest as well will be very, very exciting. We haven't had a guest for the U S seasons yet this season. So that's very. That's going to be very, very fun. The two of us and a guest. Um, anyway, okay. Uh, you made it this far. Hit us up on uh, Facebook at Survivor Buffs, Blindsides, and Band to get us on Instagram. Survivor underscore three BS. Get us on Twitter at Survivor three BS. I've been Buckles. He's been Mac. You've been awesome. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Buckles. Always a pleasure. See you Friday. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Is this Survivor? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor.